What would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 17 of Family Ties. This episode is titled Birth of a Keaton, Part 1, and it originally aired on January 24th, 1985. And with me to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. And you know what we didn't get? The Birth of a Keaton. That's right. It's a very misleading title. I guess it's part one of The Birth of a Keaton. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we'll give him a little bit of grace on that one. But her water didn't even break. She just said she went into labor. That's true. But we're jumping ahead. That's right. That's all the way at the end. And we're right at the beginning. (laughs) Just right where we belong. (laughs) How you doing, Phil? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a good week. It's a little cooler this week, which is nice. So nice. Except we had all my family come over for... um, like a pool party barbecue kind of thing. Okay. And uh, <laughs> it was a little bit cold. <laughs> well, and the, the one time you want it cold. to be hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, okay, you know, I can see that. We made it work. Well, for those of us that were not swimming this week, it was nice. We went on a walk, you know. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Well, it, now that it's cooler, it's actually not quite as bad when you do go for a walk or a exactly. hike. Or even when you work around the house or in the yard. Yeah. Which I need to work in the yard because I got a lot. We had like a surplus of nectarines and I can't give them away. Do you guys need nectarines? We got a lot of nectarines. Well, I've got peaches. We're That's in right. a plethora of peaches right now. We got we got so much fruit and we're swimming in it. <laughs> Just like uh, Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, I actually could go dive and swim in the fruit that's like got to be cleaned up off the ground because I can't pick it fast enough. It no. just keeps ripening. Yeah. Heidi went and picked like three bags of uh, of. Uh, peaches today so mm, millions uh, of peaches t- t- peaches for me <laughs> how many times every time you say peaches one of us says that <laughs> yeah pretty much we're, we're consistent that's what people yeah. want when they listen to our show i think so that's right they want to know it's you and me they want to know what they're gonna get there's no imposter i think some people actually like hearing that too that's <laughs> kind of the vibe i'm getting really you want to know how i know that i would love to know how you know that because this is a first for our show, uh, we got a review on iTunes. What? Somebody yes, reviewed or, us on iTunes? Or Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called now, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it is. What is it called? I think it's just called Podcast. Podcast, yeah. Something like that. So this actually was a little bit ago, but I don't check it that often because over the years there haven't been. We've gotten... A few ratings. Like, I think mm-hmm. we've got, like, seven ratings. Oh, nice. But um, we have a 4.6 average. Oh, um, what? One person gave us a two-star with no, no like, description. Why? No, so uh, who knows? This was quite I mean, a while ago, so who knows? Oh, that's a bummer. It was probably during a long hiatus, and that was just to encourage us to get back at it. That's what I'm going to say. Well, maybe they'll come back and they'll change their review to a five-star because now they love us. I hope so. Because all the rest are five stars, so, you know. You and I were just talking about how we started season three in March, and I mean, it's barely August, and yeah. we're already, like, we're getting close to the end already. I think we could, like, actually loop around and catch up on the next season here. That's cute, but you forget that the holidays are coming. Well, okay, that's true. There's things happening. Well, one way or another, we're moving along in a nice pace now. I say by summer of next year, though, we'll have finished season four. 
I think so. I think that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm already pretty sad. Because once we finish season four, there's only three seasons left. That's true. And we haven't even started season four yet. Well, I think we let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Think of how long it took us to get through three seasons. I think (laughs) this podcast started four years ago. I don't know. Something along those lines. (laughs) But we digress. What? Tell me about the review. Okay. So this review actually came in um, in July, July 10th. So I just, I haven't checked it in a little while because again, after all these years of not seeing any reviews, it just, I didn't check that often, but we got a review, and it's actually from someone who wrote into us recently, Beth. Nice. And um, I think this review is probably right right around the time when she wrote in in July, maybe a little after that. So, um, okay. I'm going to read the review now. It's called "Great Family Ties Podcast" is the title. Five stars. Nice. And she writes, "I'm rewatching the whole series with a new appreciation for the show." Although I always liked it a lot, I think you get a much deeper experience when binge-watching. Agreed. It's a lot different experience than watching it week to week, out of order, that kind of thing. Yes. I was very excited to find a Family Ties podcast. Phil and Keith are very funny, and it makes watching the episodes even better to have a, parentheses, one-way conversation about it afterwards. I also love the (laughs) tangents they go off on. Even if they are off-topic, it makes me feel like I know the hosts a bit better. The only downside is that now that I'm caught up on the pod, I have to wait for new episodes. So tragic, smiley face. Beth. Nice. Oh, Beth, that's the best. Thank right? you so much. I love it. I was so excited when I saw this. That's yeah. cool. So she listened to all, what you, What number did you say? This, is ep- this episode that we're recording right now is the 60th episode. Although, oh. the 60th regular count, but I think with a special or two in there... It's possible it's like 62 by now because some of them might not have been numbered. I'd have to go back and look. So I wonder if she went back and listened to every single one of the the pre, you know, the. I don't know. I mean, it sounds like the words I was looking for. (laughs) I mean, the the pre Keith stuff, even, you know. Yeah, right. Oh, man. It's forever ago. It sounds like she did, though. I mean, at least she said she's caught up on the pod. So, I mean, that's what I would guess. Yeah. I bet you're right. Well, now there's more. Sweet. There's gonna, there's more still coming. So, yes. Now, did she only give us two stars? Because that would be funny if she said so many <laughs> nice things. Two stars. Give us two stars. Well, it does show that she gave five <laughs> stars, and I know yes. for sure that the two star one was a while ago because this happened. I don't know, probably like last year or something. I noticed it. So, I bet it was John's fault when John uh, co-hosted <laughs> with you that one time. Poor John. Uh. <laughs> well. He, you know, by the time he listens to this, it'll be a couple weeks and oh, okay. I'll be safe. <laughs> There's a statute of limitations <laughs> on making fun probably. of someone on a podcast. <laughs> I think so, yes. <laughs> well, the funny thing is the reason that I noticed this right now, too, is I had to, like, completely, re- like, clear off my phone of everything because it was so full of stuff. I couldn't even update the phone. So I had to, like, delete all the apps and clear all the pictures off. And when I reinstalled everything, it popped up that there was, like, stuff on the, you know, the Alex P. Keaton one popped up. I'm like, huh, I should look at it and see if we got reviews. And there it was. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's a great way to start an episode. So, Beth, thank you so much. That is awesome. And she should write in and tell us, like, what she thinks and, yeah. you know, what's her favorite episode? Who's her favorite Keaton? We would love to hear again from Beth. Or from any of our other listeners out there. So if you guys would like to 
send us a message. You can always do that at alexpkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com, or you can send us a message through our Facebook page. Well done, sir. Beautiful segue. Thank you. Thank you. Sha-la-la-la! Also, we should talk about this episode we just watched. We should. This one was uh, a, a little bit of a downplay. I was kind of surprised because, you know, I wasn't sure what to expect with the birth of a Keaton. It's very, like, left turn from last week's, like, wacky time travel one. Yes. I was looking through my notes from last week, and there was one thing that we never really talked about, and it was the fashion of the episode. And oh. uh, we missed that there was tons of buckles. Lots of buckles. <laughs> a lot of brass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love too that like in order to turn the Keaton family house into like an 1800s house, it didn't take that much shifting stuff around like their style. Like I guess it just sort of looped around from the 1800s yeah. or 1700s. I mean, <laughs> a couple of doilies, you know, a little uh, blanket here and there kind of yeah, you know, draped over is. a window. <laughs> 1700s. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> they installed the horse parking uh, out in the barn. <laughs> I mean, garage. Let me walk you to your horse. That's that was, like favorite guy. I think. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Uh, well, I think it's your turn to tell us about what happened in this episode. So, shockingly enough, we open in the kitchen of the Keaton household. What? I know. And Alex, did you notice that he was wearing, like, a robe and he was wearing, like... Yeah, over, it, like, velvet pajamas or something. <laughs> yeah, but then it looked like he still had clothes on underneath. So I'm thinking he had uh, his next outfit already on. He's just ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was ready to, to move forward here. But uh, they're all talking about the the uh, pledge, the telethon pledge, public works thing. What do you call those things? The pledge drive, pledge week at yeah, the TV week. station. Thank you. Sometimes words are very difficult, especially tonight. <laughs> so all the kids are kind of moaning and groaning. They don't want to do it. They've done it for 10 years. And they talk about how their dad just doesn't even ask them to do it. He just expects and then they they had the it was kind of cute actually all three of them get together and they go hi you know i'm alex i'm mallory i'm jennifer and this is our dad <laughs> and it was pretty funny and they sing the the call letters of the television station and elise is like well look you know yeah i'm not going to tell them that you guys don't want to do it you guys have to tell them <laughs> so steven comes in and he's so excited and you know typical steven fashion he's just like I'm so excited. I'm glad to have my family and blah, blah, blah. And so the kids are going to tell them and they just can't get the courage. And so they throw each other under the bus trying to get one <laughs> of them, one of the other siblings to tell them about it. And nobody has the heart. So they end up going to the first day of the of the pledge. Um, what do you call it again? Pledge Pledge drive. Pledge drive. Why do I want to call it a pledge-a-thon? <laughs> I mean, it's probably something someone's called it at some point. I think I'm confusing it with like the Jerry Lewis telethons from, you know, a long time ago. Oh yeah, that's that's a similar thing. Yeah. So the kids are all there. Elise wants to actually perform and she wants to sing, so when it opens, you know, she's actually playing with a guitar and tuning it or whatever she was doing with it. Well, did you notice there was no sound coming out of the guitar at that point? <laughs> yes. She was like kind of miming that she was doing stuff, but she didn't actually make any noise on it. I thought that was weird. <laughs> well, they didn't want to uh, give too much feedback, I guess, on the microphone. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> and of course, you know, I bet it's going to be a folk song. Well, of course. Or a Michael so Jackson song. You never know what's going to come out of Elise. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I can't wait till we get to guest stars, but we'll get back to uh, that hopefully in a little bit. So the kids go. Um, they're kind of bummed out. They're bored. They're taking Judy's money, which is, uh, you know, Stephen's co-worker's daughter. 
uh, playing cards already. And so Steven's kind of bummed out. And Elise is like, well, you know, the kids probably just want you to ask them. They want to be part of the, the, the solution. And I'll bet they're so, they'll say yes. So Steven talks about how he's such a jerk. And then the kids come in and he's like, oh, man, kids, come here. I'm sorry. I, I was horrible. And so he just gives them an opportunity for an out. And all of them take it. And poor Jennifer can't think of a reason to take it, but she just knows she wants to take it. <laughs> a hockey game at Christie's house. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's the most consistent name in the whole thing. Like, yeah. Her friend, friend is Chrissy. always Chrissy. Have we ever met Chrissy? I, I kind of don't think so. It's possible maybe briefly, but I feel like it's just sort of an off-camera person. Maybe someday we will. Did you also notice that the snow was falling outside the window? Yeah, and it looked pretty pretty good. I was kind of surprised, and it like looked like snow. It almost looked like it was a projection, or you know what I mean? Like it wasn't because how do they have it look so real on just a TV stage? I don't know. <laughs> the guy that was shaking the box right above the window there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so Stephen and Elise are getting ready to go to the final nights, the big night when they do you know the most of the pledges and they do all the performances and they really just pull out every stop. You know, Elise is uh, ready to perform. She's been practicing all week. She's going to hit some notes, I'm sure, you know. <laughs> and the kids come down and they they make it seem like, you know, the way they're talking to Steven that they're going to go and he's all excited and then they give him a card <laughs> and want want the card is like, "Good luck. Have fun." <laughs> and Alex forgot to sign it. So he pulls a pin out of his pocket and puts <laughs> APK right on the card. So Steven and Elise are super sad, but they go to the telethon and the, <laughs> the telethon. I did it again. It's like a telethon. Close enough. Sure. The pledge drive. And um, so, you know, there's some different acts performing. Steven is or the other co-workers of Steven's are talking about their families and you get to meet his co-workers family. And then it comes time for Steven and Elise. And of course, Elise you can never get through a curtain. So a little bit of a gag there. She comes That's out. Right. Steven shows off the card. And thankfully, he didn't use the script, you know, that he had written, the speech he had written, talking about how his kids hate him. And, you know, he has a family, but you couldn't tell. Or the nicer version was, we have no children. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yet. Ooh, so yes, foreshadowing. But then the kids have a change of heart when uh, Bud the plumber kind of helps uh, steer them in the right direction. <laughs> they show up at the last minute and they get to uh, be part of the telethon. And um, I guess that's the B storyline, too, is the whole plumbing issue. Steven's been working on it and not fixing it. So they finally get a plumber involved. And he's been there all week as well. And uh, apparently just uh, soaking Steven dry there, taking every every dime <laughs> right. he can get. Uh, apparently he only works like nights and weekends. So I guess yeah. that's and when you make the most money. That was the most stressful part of this whole episode for me. I mean, all the other tension just thinking of paying a plumber to be at your house that long is giving me oh. sweats. <laughs> right. <laughs> Especially one who just eats your food and oh. he talks too much and he's like, well, Sits that dish just cost TV. you $8.40. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that, that, was, that was horrible. It was like a <laughs> nightmare. Well, he helps talk the kids into making the right decision. And so they go and they're there for Stephen. And then, of course, there's another plumbing emergency at the house. So Stephen has to leave runs back home and Elise is getting ready to perform and she was, you know, the kids are going to cheer her on no matter how bad she sings. <laughs> <laughs> and so Steven's at the house and Elise gets ready to hit the note and <gasps> wonders of all wonders. She goes into labor. 
What? Right then. Right at that yep. one note she had a hard time hitting earlier. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was her way to get out of it. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, she has a conversation with Steven through the TV, and uh, they yell back and forth at each other as if they were in the same room. <laughs> and we get uh, to be continued. This Is this our – I think this is the first – no. The Uncle Ned one was a two-parter also, I think. Oh, that's right. When so, he was drinking vanilla. Yeah. So I think this is the second – two-parter yeah they use them uh, pretty sparingly because uh ned was in season two mm. yeah so it's been a while all right so one per season i guess you know they're not gonna <laughs> abuse it you think it would have been the cliffhanger like right at christmas time and then they come back with birth of a keaton in january yeah but this is like near the end of january like we're all i mean i guess they weren't as mean to the viewers and make them dangle all over a holiday you know <laughs> right although we're still wondering what elise was gonna make for dinner never found out none none percent <sighs> And we'll never know. No. Once they reveal it later. I, I don't know. I don't think it's happening. Well, we're still keeping our fingers crossed. Sha-la-la-la. There was a couple of guest stars in this episode that we should talk about. I feel like we should get to those real quick. Yeah. Actually, quite a few people in this episode, but there were like six of them that were credited. Oh, wow. That many? It's it'll It's pretty quick, though, because several of them don't have a lot to go through. But let's... Let's jump into some guest stars here. Up first, we got Gus Thompson. He's the one that is the co... I think he's like the assistant manager or something at the station there. And, you know, he had his whole family introduced there. His kids are really funny. <laughs> Gus Thompson was played by, and this is pretty great, considering last week's episode, the actor's name is John Hancock. No. <laughs> I kid you not. I saw that and I'm like, wait, am I in the right episode? Oh, that's the actor's name. The actor's name is John Hancock? Yes. Yes, no. it is. What? <laughs> now, that would be funny if he was a descendant all the way down the line. It's it's possible. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> now, this is the second appearance of Gus, played by John Hancock, in the show. All the way back in 1983 season, I think this was the beginning of season two, maybe. Anyway, he was in an episode called Not an Affair to Remember. And you might remember this. This is when Steven was having some romantic feelings for his co-worker at the station. Yeah, wasn't it Judith Light? I think so. Yeah, I believe that's the episode we're talking about here. Well, she was the boss. That's right. But now Steven's the boss, so. Right. It worked out okay. <laughs> so this is the second appearance of Gus, but it's the second of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Gus is oh, in, wow. he's got five more episodes still to go. So they took a couple years off and now he's back for a decent little run there at the station. Well, I bet he'll be in next week's episode. Well, I won't spoil it, but he might be. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I won't go like super into his thing because we have covered on other episodes. He did a lot of TV shows like A-Team and Remington Steel and stuff like that. And he was an airplane to the sequel. Oh, nice. So, you know, he had a good run. But we've covered him in other episodes. So that's just a little little mention of John Hancock playing Gus Thompson there. Just a little Gus for you. Just a little Gus. <laughs> now, next, we have the comedian who was performing on the show, Jackie Jackerman. Yep. 
And I just have to point out, they had some really funny names for the performers on the show. <laughs> Jackie Jackerman was the comedian. They also had a mother-daughter team that was Karen and Sharon McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down because I thought it was hilarious. And I was just like, where did they get all these people with like silly names <laughs> to perform on their show? Jackie Jackerman is the name of the comedian. He's played by an actor named Rick Podell who has 40 acting credits to his name. A lot of TV show appearances. He had like a short run on Days of Our Lives, Matlock, Cheers, etc. He was also in the movie Hero at Large. Did you ever see that one? No, that doesn't sound familiar. So 1980, this movie starred um, Jack Tripper himself. What? John Ritter. John Ritter. Uh, He was, it's a really fun movie. It's I I actually this is one of those ones where I got a copy of the movie novelization as a kid and read it like multiple times because I really liked the novelization and I didn't wind up getting to actually watch the movie until much later. Like I think I was in college when I finally got to watch it. Oh, did it let you down? No, it was actually really, really fun. The the oh, premise nice. is he's like uh works promoting I think it's like a, a car used car dealership or something, and he's out there on the street like a sign spinner type of guy, but he's wearing like a superhero costume to promote the car place. And something happens, I forget, like a car accident or something, and he swoops out and he like saves someone from getting hit by a car, you know, dives in front of it and rescues them. And they come and interview him for the news and everyone thinks he's like a superhero. So he decides he's going to try to like go be a real superhero, you know, out on the streets, except of course, you know, he gets beat up and stuff because he's just a normal dude. But anyway, it's a really fun movie. It's a great premise. And this guy was in it. So just had to give him a shout out. Tell me they play the song We Need a Hero. Ooh, I don't know. It's very possible. 1980... Oh, I don't know when that song came out. I don't know. It might be. It might I have feel been like a little that's old. Maybe. Maybe it was written for that movie. Who knows? Oh, well played. I like that. It could be. I'm, I don't think I'm going to look at that right now, though. But, you know, it's possible. All right. Well, I guess if you don't want to do that. Well, I guess I will spoil for this one that this is the first of two appearances um, of Jackie Jackerman in Family Ties. Oh. And the next one is, it's the next episode. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we do get a little more Jackie Jackerman in his really bad comedy. Nice. I thought he was pretty funny. I mean, he was, but he was like so bad he was funny. He was like telling dad jokes, basically. <laughs> All right. Up next, we had uh, Bruce Jarchow, Jarcho, who played Ted. Ted. Who was Ted? I was hoping you'd help me remember because I can't remember for sure which one is Ted. Because the it's not the Bud is the was the plumber, right? So it's the only other one, and I can't like place who Ted was. Was there another oh. guy that worked at the studio at the station? Yes. Remember, it was an older guy, and he's all Stephen. There's a phone call for you. That's it. That's got to be Ted there. It's okay. got to be Ted. So that's Ted played by by Bruce Jarchow. He didn't have, I guess, a memorable enough stuff that it really stood out in my mind. Not like Bud. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) He's done a lot of stuff, including such recent things as Parks and Recreation, According to Jim, Desperate Housewives, ER, stuff like that. He also had a really interesting run of being on TV shows that were made out of movies. So he, he had a recurring role for 17 episodes on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV show. Oh, and he also had a recurring role for 33 episodes on the Weird Science TV show. Huh. So I don't know how he got into that gig. I don't even remember the Weird Science TV show. 
I never watched any of that, so I don't know. I mean, mm. I remember the movie, obviously. Were you allowed to watch the movie as a kid? No, I think I watched it in high school, probably. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I think I watched it as a kid, but we were kind of left uh, feral, so I think it was okay. <laughs> it's possible there was like an on-TV, you know, made-for-TV edit that I saw at some point. but Oh, that makes sense. But I'm sure I saw the edited version, too. But for sure I saw it for real in high school, you know. So Yeah. <laughs> in all of its glory. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, this guy's got a good... He also was a couple episodes of Seinfeld. He did Night Court. He was in the movie Scrooged and Big. This guy's been in tons of stuff. Oh, wow. And I couldn't even remember which character he was, so... Well... Sadly, this is his only appearance as Ted on Family Ties. He doesn't even show up in part two. Well... That's it. If they don't go back to the station. Although I feel like, you know, one of the plot lines that they were talking about is... They'd only made ten thousand dollars, and by now they would usually be at fifty. So right. I'm wondering if the birth of the Keaton, you know, helps keep, get the pledges back up, so that way Stephen doesn't lose his job. I wouldn't be surprised if that helps boost it there, but I guess Ted is off screen for all that. Well, he, maybe he was so busy he had to answer phones, and he didn't have time to talk. Probably so. Yeah, he, yeah. he was getting the real work done, where <laughs> right. everyone else was running around, you know, <laughs> watching Elise uh, <laughs> give birth. Yeah, I love, too, the whole storyline with Elise. So, like, you know, Steven doesn't want to put her on the show because he's afraid people will think the boss is giving his wife preference by being on TV and stuff. And yet they have all these, like, super amateur, like, you know, mother-daughter tap dance team and all this other stuff going on. That A local magician that's doing stuff. And it's like, come on. I don't think anyone really cares if your wife sings one song on this, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, I, they lost the juggler. That's right. Yeah. So that's... Old Oscar Fuentes, I think, quit. <laughs> or Flores. Flores, I think it was. It had some great names on this show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so up next, this is a fun one. We have Judy. Judy was, was the daughter that we just, she got like one line and it was like one of my favorite lines in the whole episode. Yep. I know exactly and which one. Her dad's introducing, Gus is introducing her to Steven. I mean, they met before, but you know, he's like, oh, you remember my kids? And, uh, <laughs> and Steven goes, how is it that the kids keep getting older and we stay the same? And Judy says, you don't. You look older. <laughs> Steven's all mad and he's like, nice to see you, Judy. <laughs> <laughs> he's all beat a kid. <laughs> But that's pretty good performance for, like, a one line in the show that was, like, that memorable. I thought so. I thought so, too. Good for you, That was hilarious. Well, Judy is played by an actress named Fran Robinson, who only has six credits to her name. Ooh. So I'm just going to read all six, because there's not that many. Okay. She was in 18 episodes of a show called Charlie and Company. Never heard of it. No. A 1985 TV movie called Words by Heart. Mm-hmm. That was a heart-to-heart spinoff, I bet. Oh, could have been, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Very possible. It's hard to believe, but it's probably true. <laughs> she did one episode of Charles in Charge. Nice. She was in a 1984 movie called Mass Appeal, which I'd never heard of. And Mass she was in an, a TV movie called Just an Overnight Guest. Just an Overnight Guest. In 1983. So, huh. yeah. And this was her only appearance on Family Ties is Judy. She's not in episode two either. So, man, poor Part Judy. Two. Poor Judy. Can't catch but, a break. Now, the other one is uh, Bill. And I'm pretty sure Bill is the brother who I don't even think he had a line. 
the brother. Oh, uh, her like brother. Judy's, Judy's brother. brother. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not in a lot either. I mean, he, he's got eight credits. Um, and this is his only appearance on Family Ties, so. Oh, man. Poor Gus. Yeah, I didn't get a lot of stuff. I mean, he did, like, a lot of little episodes, like, you know, one-offs, like Little House on the Prairie and stuff along that line. He was in one show that I thought was funny, though, called Dolly Parton Meets the Kids. <laughs> and he was in that, so. Okay. A little TV special. So, I guess he was a kid then. Yeah. So, that, that makes sense. Well, and Dolly Parton was still Dolly Parton, so. Yeah, and she met him. Yeah. So, I guess it was accurate. Do you think she came out and said, hi, kids? <laughs> that was it. It was a really short TV special. <laughs> and they're all, cut to commercial. <laughs> Dolly, that's gold. <laughs> they're all, hello, Dolly. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Well, finally, in our guest stars list, we've got Bud Carlson, the plumber. The f- world's friendliest, most, like, make-yourself-at-home plumber that you've ever seen. And uh, he was played by an actor named Rob Karabatsos, or sorry, Ron Karabatsos. Okay. Um, he has 66 acting credits. This is interesting, though. So he died in 2012 in, wait for it, Beaumont, California. What? Yes, this is right where we, like, near where we live, you guys. Yes, I drove through Beaumont today. They're right down the street. Wow. The other crazy thing is that it, he just had a real quick bio on there, but I just happened to see Beaumont, so I clicked to it. Um, in addition to acting, he did 66 acting credits. He was a foreman at a General Motors plant. For 20 years, he was a cop with the Union City Police Department. Oh, dang. Then he turned to acting, and he also was a professional wrestler. <laughs> and then he died in Beaumont in 2012. It, this guy was, like, all over the place. This is, like, Mad Libs. Seriously, I feel like it. If you would have said, and he was a real plumber, I would have said, okay, <laughs> sounds about right. Wow. He is in a lot of stuff. Um, movies like Get Shorty and My Blue Heaven. Um, he was in TV shows like Step by Step, Matlock, Different Strokes, etc. But this is his first of two appearances on Family Ties. Well, we got to find out what happens to the plumbing. That's right. He's I mean, in the, the next roof episode. is starting to cave yep. in now. I know. And it almost felt like he did it on purpose just to get paid more. Yeah. I feel like you, you might be right on that. He said he wanted to buy a new van, stuff like that. So yeah, well. I don't know, bud. <laughs> that was his way to get a second episode out of it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's no dummy. <laughs> no, he knew exactly what he was doing. Sitting around, oh, yeah. watching TV with his feet up. Yeah. Enjoying the, the pledge drive. I got it right. That's our guest stars for this episode. Pretty good, pretty good list this week. Yeah. Well, I was kind of bummed. I was really hoping for Karen and Sharon McLaren, you know, to see who they were. The little girl looked familiar. No, you only saw her for a brief second, but we may never know. Yeah. Sharon McLaren. (laughs) Good old Sharon. I just wonder why this episode they decided to make rhyming names and silly stuff like that. But (laughs) I guess that's what a telethon or pledge drive sounds like. Yeah. Just people stuff making like up that. stuff as they go. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I've led to believe anyway. I've never actually been to one, but according to TV, that's how it works. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever been to one. I don't think so. But I've watched a lot on movies and TV. Did you ever used to watch the Jerry Lewis telethon on uh, Labor Day? I mean, it was the kind of thing where I clicked to it just to see it for a minute or two and was like, okay. Yeah. I'm good. Like, I never sat and like watched hours of it or anything like that, but I definitely... Was aware of it and watched it. So I feel like my grandfather was over at our house one time and he was watching it. And so I ended up watching uh, multiple hours of it. 
And there was a lot to do with like the Flintstones. <laughs> but I think, wasn't it for Shriners? I think so. Like the Shriners Hospital? Yeah. And then I feel like like the Flintstones kind of tied in some way somehow. and Well, because they had their like Royal Order, the Buffalo or something like that. Yeah, they wore the same hats, the little fezes. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember what the tie-in is, but that's when I think of Jerry Lewis' Labor Day Telethon. I always think of the Flintstones, too. I just kind of remember that I clicked over and looked at it for a bit. And then you said, hmm, is okay. there anything else on? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You're like, is there an old episode of, uh, what was the Vicky the Robot show? Oh, Small Wonder. Small Wonder, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I love Small Wonder. How, that's still not available. You can't find it hardly. I feel like it was kind of like not on a major. I mean, I know I saw it, but I feel like it was more on like the local TV channels. Like, I don't think it was widely distributed. Really? Like, I want to say it was like one of the first shows that Fox ever had. Maybe so. It was just, I feel like it wasn't as well known outside of like California. And maybe I'm wrong on that. If you guys know what we're talking about, Small Wonder, correct me there. Maybe that's like a more popular thing that I'm aware of. Well, I hope it is, and I hope at some point it comes out, but the cast, I feel like, uh, has struggled in uh, recent years. Because she was, I can't think of the actress's name, but she, Vicky is the name of the robot, the little girl who played the robot, and was she was supposed to be, like, the adopted daughter, I think? Yeah, I think they said that uh, they adopted her. But she was really a robot, and she, they opened, like, a panel up on her back to, like, fix her or wind her up or whatever, you know? Yeah, it had four seasons. They used to plug her in. She had a cabinet she would sleep in. That's right. Four seasons uh, from 85 to 89. Okay, so overlapping with Family Ties. Yeah, and it was on, it says it was on Amazon Prime at one point. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out, and I'll uh, I'll report back to you next week. All right, get back to me on that. Out of 215 reviews, it has a 4.8 review on it. 4.8. Maybe it's not as good as we remember, like our nostalgia glasses are. No, out of five. Oh, out of five. Out okay, of five, well, that's yeah, very no, good. Then. It's incredible. I'm like, it can't thought, be that good. I thought you meant out of ten, and I'm like, wow, yeah. that's that's pretty bad. <laughs> no, YouTube has a, a few episodes. I'm uh, season one. Yeah, there's uh, 18 episodes right here. Well, there you go. Nice. Sha-la-la-la. Well, speaking of old TV shows, uh, we do have to report in real quick. We're going to interrupt your regularly scheduled programming here to talk about... Real quickly, a show that was brought to our attention last week by our awesome fan who wrote in to us from Germany. Mm-hmm. We got a chance to actually watch the episode of Family, not Family Ties, but Family that Meredith Baxter starred in back in the day. And we watched the episode that actually had Alex P. Keaton, Michael J. Fox, um, was on this episode. And so... I think we should discuss it. You got a chance to watch the bulk of it, you said. Yeah, I watched about 35 or 40 minutes of it, and I think it was 50. But there are commercials on the YouTube video, so so I watched some sweet commercials, too. Yeah, 90s commercials, because it was a rerun. It was taped when it was being rerun. Did you catch the, uh, gosh, I can't remember what they called it, but it was the thing, how to make a beautiful Afghan. Oh, yeah, the knit, Knitwit, I think. Yeah, Knitwit, that that's it. The Knitwit, yep. Oh, that thing was so cool. Yeah, there's there was some you great. There was beautiful Afghan in forty five hours. <laughs> forty five hours. That's right. That's what it said. <laughs> yeah. 
Did you see the um, the one about the fish call? Oh yes, the electronic fish lu- fishing lure. The, yeah, where it like makes a sound to attract fish. I don't know if that <laughs> works at all, but no, there's no way. So it's funny. The episode that we watched, it's like cut off at the very end. Oh. And I looked in the comments, and the person who posted it was like, "This is the only copy that I know of," and it's cut off at the end. But people in the comments, I just was looking in there, were commenting about the commercials. And this one guy's like, yeah, I tried to order that fish lure and the number's disconnected. What's up, what's up with that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was from 1991, so it wouldn't Yeah, one of the commercials, that. yeah, said the year, I remember. Man, that was a crazy episode of TV. I mean, just yeah, kind of bonkers. It, it really was. It, this is, uh, and Julia, who wrote to us about this episode, mentioned this um, when she wrote to us that Alex B. Keaton, Alex B. Keaton, Michael J. Fox's character... Um, in it, it's a really weird relationship. He is like a supposed to be a fourteen-year-old mm-hmm. student, you know, like freshman in high school, I guess maybe. Yeah, and uh, he's like got a crush on the mom in the family who's who works at the school as a teacher, and he like stalks her like hardcore. Goes over to her house, like sends her presents, and talks about like trying to convince her to leave her husband and everything. Oh yeah, and it's. Very uncomfortable, especially from, like, modern lenses, you know? Oh, yeah. Digs through her trash to see what she eats for lunch, and she eats um, cream cheese and jelly sandwiches? Yeah, which, I mean, like, I'm not saying that's gross, but is that lunch, though? That feels more I, like I'm, I'm hungry, hungry at midnight. That seems gross. Yeah, I, I would I would eat that because that's a good mix. But that's okay. more – it's 12 at night, and I want a midnight snack. Hmm, here's jelly and cream cheese. I bet I could put that on bread. <laughs> not i'm gonna pack that for my lunch on purpose you know right <laughs> <laughs> that's i just did all that coke you know that uh that one <laughs> guy's friend was trying to score his band in yeah episode. yeah not me personally the, just fyi <laughs> yeah it's good it's good to clarify that <laughs> right. you're more of a diet coke guy right <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey yo <laughs> <laughs> yeah this the, the other plot was that there's an old family friend comes back into town. He's working for bands, and it turns out he's out a bunch of money because he's been buying drugs for the band, not because he's spending it on like legitimate stuff. So, right, not the actual equipment that they need to actually be yeah. a band. So you didn't get to see the very end of the episode, but no. I guess I'll spoil it a bit. I mean, it didn't show the very very end, but the end of the storyline with uh, with Al- Michael J. Fox was on there though, mm-hmm. and he basically. He comes over to her house at night. Did you see this when he comes over? Uh, so I saw when she had invited him over at 7 o'clock and she was going to let him down and just say, look, this is inappropriate. You got to beat it. And okay. And it went sideways on her. Yeah. Well, it's the way that she did handled it, instead of saying that, is she decided, oh, I guess maybe this was a later time. Maybe this is the second time he came over. He came over and brought champagne. Is that the time? Yeah, you saw yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So then she, like, changes tactics and decides that she's going to, like, reverse psychology him. So she's like, yes, like, I'm ready to leave my husband and go live with you. Like, we're going to have to move out of the state because, you know, people will look down on us. And, you know, what are you going to do for a job? And how are you going to take care of me? And, oh, I just hope you're ready for all this commitment. And then it freaks him out and he doesn't want to do it. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to break up. I'm going to have to, like, you know back out of this and I, I'm not ready for that commitment. He's like, can you forgive me? And she's like, oh, you broke my heart, but I'll forgive you for everything except for going through my trash. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. That's it creepy. Was, 
it was weird and very, yeah, not how it should be handled or would be handled now for sure. <laughs> exactly. And now I think authorities would be called. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think they're being called right now about that episode from back then, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're going back in time to get them. Yeah. <laughs> they just got to this episode 50 and they're like, oh, we got to talk, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess in 1978 was a whole different time. Yes, it was very different, apparently. Oh. So, but it was fun seeing Michael J. Fox, although he acted very different. Like, it was a very different, you know, performance than he normally does. Oh, yeah. Way different than anything on Family Ties or uh, Back to the Future or anything. Yeah. It was very, like, subdued and, like, mellow. And creepy and driven. Yes. And he was a stalker. I mean, he was just a crazy stalker kid. So Yeah. But also this, you know, the show has uh, Meredith Baxter and they, I don't think they, well, they definitely didn't ever share screen time, but I don't think she was actually in the episode unless there's a part that I missed that was like at the end or something other than we saw pictures of her around the house and they talked about her character, but she wasn't in the episode. So, well, you say she was in it, but theoretically is all I'm willing to concede on this one. Okay. (laughs) I mean, she was in the opening credits and that's about it. Well, yes, that's true. <laughs> I mean, she was there. I did, though. I clicked on some other episodes and just kind of skimmed through and watched a little bit of her performance. And it's very much, it's like young Elise. It's kind of fun to see her. That's so crazy. Thank you again for sending that our direction. We really appreciate that you did that because I would never have known to look for that with Michael J. Fox. So. Thank you, Julia. Yeah. Well, I guess once we finish all the uh, Family Ties episodes and seasons, we're just going to have to go on like a deep dive of anything that he did. You know, we'll watch that other show that he did. Oh, yeah. Spin City. Yeah, Spin City. That's the one with the mayor or something, right? Yeah. He's like the public relations PR guy for the mayor, I think is how it is. Although I haven't watched that in a long time. I never watched that show. I know, hard to believe, but... I I didn't watch all of it, but I've seen a few episodes. All right, well, there we go. Now we know our next show. (laughs) (laughs) Sha-la-la-la! So did you catch that there was a music cue in this episode? We haven't had one in a while, but Elise actually performs a song. She does perform a song, and I couldn't have named the song other than it was obviously a folk song. It was, and I got an interesting little history about... The song here, I only know because I got it off of IMDb and then looked it up, you know, from Wikipedia and stuff. I didn't know it off the top of my head, but I did get some information here. All right. The song is called Believe Me If All Those Endearing Young Charms. That's the title of the song. That seems a little wordy. It does. And it's not, uh, yeah, it's weirdly phrased. Believe Me If All Those Endearing Young Charms. But... It makes a little sense when you get the history. It was written by a guy named Thomas Moore, and it's actually, he was an Irish poet, and he was he put new lyrics to a traditional Irish song traced back to the 18th century. He published it in 1808. Oh, damn. Um, so that's why it's a little, like, interesting, you know, diction there, because it was an old, you know, old English type stuff. Okay, oh, so, that that makes a little more sense now. Yes, but then later on, it was redone and it was presented in an album by a guy named John Andrew Stevenson in a you know much later. So that's probably the version that that Elise would have heard. So that's why okay. that's why we got a folk song there. Interesting. 
There you go. Well played. Sha la la la. There's a couple of other interesting references that I like kind of picked out and I looked up to get some background on. I got a few more things to fill you in on here. Oh, okay. So one of the people or one of the acts that Stephen mentioned that they had was the Chagrin Falls Girls Choir. Yes. Now, I don't know anything about the choir specifically, but I did look it up and Chagrin Falls is a real town in Ohio. Nice. So it's very small. It's a little village. You know, it's, it's a small town. Even today, like, I think there's, like, a population of, like, 4,000. But it is a real town. I just thought that was such a weird name. I'm like, that's that's too weird to just be made up. And sure enough, it's a real place. So. <laughs> Much to your chagrin, it was real. <laughs> it was, yes. <laughs> I did look because at one point, Mallory said she's going to go to a sweater sale at the store in the mall called the Fleur de Lis. Yes. And there's way too many stores named that for me to figure out if that was, like, a real place she was talking about or not. I have no idea. Huh. But I tried. And there's, like, tons of stores all over the place called that. I think there's one in Cabazon, actually. Very well. Yeah. I mean, there was – I think there was five that came up in Southern California alone that were not related to each other. Right. So. It's not like a chain store or something. Yeah. Not that I could figure out anyway. I thought it was going to be, like, you know, like a – I don't know, I can't think of any 80s chain stores off the top of my head, but... Walden Books. There we go. Like a Walden Books, but for, <laughs> you know, sweaters. <laughs> well, what was the leather store? Remember the leather store? Uh, I can't think of, like, names of anything. I can, Babbage's. That's like the old electronics store. There's one for oh, you. <laughs> okay. Sam Goody. Yeah, okay. Goody's got it. That's right. Clothes uh, stores, though? I don't know. Claire's is like a newer one, right? It's not yeah. a thing. I remember that. Yeah, it's still a thing. Like that's where you go for like you know get your ears pierced. And yeah, like, little earrings like and that kind of stuff. That was at least around in the nineties. I don't know if it goes all the way back to eighties or not. Miller's Outpost. That was in Miller's the eighties and nineties. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> if you're going for your uh, denim, you know, <laughs> right? Going for your jean wall. <laughs> well, I actually had a reference, and I looked it up, and it was the area code that they had listed on for the pledge drive. Oh, interesting. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, so 614 is a real area code. It was part of the North American numbering plan for all or part of four surrounding counties in central Ohio. Okay. So it was centered around the state capital of Columbus. And it's one of the original area codes assigned for Ohio in 1947. And now, unfortunately, they've got another area code, 380. It's an overlay that came into play a few years uh, okay. ago. Yeah. So just, yeah. just a few years ago. I feel like we get one of those every few years here in California. <laughs> well, we just got a new one, too. I can't remember what it is, like 806 or something. That's good. That was a good find. Was it a 555 number? It was. It was 555 okay. after it, but it did have the, uh, but it the had a real one, and that caught my eye, and I was like, wait a minute. Nice. So I looked it up. That was a good find there. Well, every once in a while, you know? <laughs> Speaking of the station, their WKS. It just works. It works. I also thought, because they kept saying it was Pledge Week. And then I saw that. I thought it was like weeks also. Yes. Oh, that works too. It is. I mean, I don't know if WKS was a real station, but the because normally it's like three letters, right? WKRP or whatever. Yeah, because the W is only like the, oh, what is it? The designation or something. Right. And so if if it's east of the Mississippi, it's W. And if it's west, it's K. So we have K-Love or whatever out here, you know. I like that you went straight K-Love on that one. That's the first one that came to mind. I don't even, yeah. 
K Rock. Okay, that's the more cool one. Oh, I thought you maybe Kiss, Kiss FM. Oh yeah, I don't listen to radio. I don't know. I listen oh. to CDs and tapes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh did, speaking of the commercials and family, did you see that really sweet uh, animal encounter on uh, tape from Time Life Books? <laughs> yes, all the like animals eating other animals. <laughs> yeah, that was the yeah. commercial. And then down in tiny print on the bottom of the screen, it says some material may not be suitable for all viewers. Yeah, I think that was evident by what they chose to show on the commercial. <laughs> yeah, there was an orca like just destroying a seal. <laughs> yeah. like, and it was oh, narrated man. by David Attenborough, too, which I thought yes. was kind of a funny fit for him. You know, yep. he's usually so like mellow, <laughs> soothing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe Sorry. he is still, you know, the, the shark yeah. just munches down on the fish. <laughs> Oh, sorry. That just made me think of that when uh, <laughs> you talked about tapes. A different kind of tape, even. I still have some of those, too, but not too many. I think we got rid of all of ours quite a while ago. There's some things that aren't on anything else. I have those still, but not much. <laughs> it fits in a small area now. Like my original uh, Series 4, 5, and 6 Star Wars movies? Yeah. That's no, right. You're right there. That's right. I got you. So WKS has two letters. Most modern stations have to have three, but there are some stations that were like pre-1945 that get to have two, that had just two letters. So that could be a real station. So that could be accurate. Okay. Been around since the World War. Ever, yes. I, I At some point, they switched over so that all the new ones had to have three letters. Probably because there were getting to be so many stations, they needed to have more letters than just two to like make them distinct, you know? Mm, mm-hmm. There's only so many combinations of 26 letters and two spaces. <laughs> So, <laughs> with a W. With a W or a K. <laughs> so, also, one of the performers, Steven said they were going to sing their rendition, or somebody said they're singing their rendition of Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. Yeah, that was the girl in uh, Jen's class. Yeah, that's right. The one, that, yeah. And I was surprised because, I mean, obviously, I know it wasn't a Madonna song, and she did the movie Evita, you know. Mm-hmm. But I know it's from a musical, but I thought it was more modern than that. I didn't realize it was that old. Oh, no, it's very old. 1976 by Andrew Lloyd Webber. I, I thought it was more like in the like early 90s or late 80s or something. No, it just got popular again when Madonna redid, the, uh, yeah. redid it and made a movie out of it. That makes sense. Janelle and I have a very special bond with that song. Oh. Because I never watched that movie. I'm, you know, I'm okay with musicals and it depends on the musical. Sometimes I really like them, but it's, you know, it's got to be really good. So right. I don't actively seek them out necessarily. But... That commercial for that movie was playing, like, over and over and over again on TV at the time, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was, like, 1998, 99, something like that. That that sounds about the right time. And, you know, Janelle and I were, I don't even think, maybe it was a little later, because I feel like we were dating at the time, but one way or another, like, they only showed that little clip of that song. All it said is, don't cry for me, Argentina. And then that's all I knew of the whole song, because I saw the commercial. And so, for whatever reason, like, when we would fight more earlier on in our relationship, I would, you know, Janelle would get upset. In order to, like, calm her down, I would sing that to her, except, of course, I only knew that one line. So, I'd sing, don't cry for me, Argentina. And i just keep singing it. Don't cry for me, Argentina. And i just keep doing it until she would laugh and she couldn't be mad at me anymore. <laughs> well, so. you were super close, but it's 1996. Oh, so maybe I just knew it from before that. I don't know why that was in my brain so much then. Yeah. Uh, One way or another, I knew that song from watching trailers and stuff. And 
Maybe it's because of the ta- the VHS tape had come out, you know, in 1998. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did used to take just forever to get yeah. to movies and stuff. And then they were always so expensive. Yeah, it was a big deal to, like, own a movie for a while there. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina, 1976. That's my fun fact there for you. I like it. it the movie came out December 14th, 1996. Well, I guess when I first met Janelle then, it would have still been, like, in theaters, probably. Because they were also in theaters for a long time. Oh, yeah. The movie would be in a theater for a couple of months, it seems like. At least. I remember Batman, like, 89, was in the theater for, like, a year. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, like, one of the longer runs of, like, you know, first-run movies. Because it was so popular. And it kept making money. And it just was still making money, so why not? And you couldn't buy it yet, you know, so. Yeah. If you want to watch it again, you have to go watch it again. Man, I just showed that movie to uh, my older boys. Um, well, I only have older boys. Um, <laughs> not that long ago. It was during quarantine last year. So Did they like it? Oh, loved it. Yeah. Mm. But one and two, great. Steep decline from there. Oh, Steve absolutely. Decline. Absolutely. <laughs> Three is tolerable. Four is unwatchable. Four, you want to be punished. Yes. Although... <laughs> It's also so bad that sometimes I like to pretend that I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. Everybody chill. (laughs) (laughs) Winter has come at last. You know. Oh. I mean, so there's, I guess, some fun to be had out of it, but. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, for fun factor, it's it's fun to watch and make fun of. Sha-la-la-la. Did you notice Alex had a monogram sweater again? Oh, yes, he did. The gray one. When he went to the uh, the pledge drive, I I did notice that. I mean, who I don't know who monograms them for him. If he pays for that, or if his parents do like for presents or something. But I love that. I wonder if he got it from like Laverne, from Laverne and Shirley. Oh yeah, because she always had monogram. She had like more of the big sweater. It had a big L. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, one other observation that I made at the beginning of the episode when Stephen had been working on the plumbing. You notice he came into the kitchen with a plunger that he was like spinning around in the kitchen and then like kind of caught it and then like dropped it into the kitchen sink. Oh, no, I didn't notice that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's that's not right. Like, you know, that's that's a bin, right? Yes, because he's (laughs) been working on plumbing. So why are you walking around spinning that thing around? No, that should be that should be quarantine that is not yeah. how you handle a plunger no and what kind of pl- uh, well <laughs> obviously i know what kind of plumbing work you're doing with a plunger but it seemed like <laughs> his issues were more pipe related and the plunger wasn't going to help him yeah i don't think steven really knows how to do plumbing i think it's the takeaway here <laughs> <laughs> i think you're right <laughs> so gross uh, yeah it was nasty you go back this is opening shot and he comes in he's like spinning flipping it around and catching it in the air and then like drops it into the kitchen sink well he sang the wks song when he was coming in too with a plunger Ooh, nasty gross <laughs> nope Sha-la-la-la. Well, even though it was part one, was there a moral to this or do we need to wait? Is there a cliffhanger on the moral too? I got a cliffhanger on the moral because at first I thought, you know, when your wife is pregnant, now granted it's not their first kid, but you know, you have to know like when the due date is, do you really want to run errands? (laughs) To go talk to Bud? Yeah. (laughs) The plumber. I guess when your, you know, house is going to fall apart, you probably have to. I guess. 
Although he could have just said on the phone, yeah, fix my house so it doesn't fall apart. Yeah, because what's he going to do? Well, you're not going to get another dollar out of me. And then half the roof caves in and he's all, okay, how much is it going to cost me? (laughs) At least he doesn't have another kid coming that he's going to have to pay for. Yeah, that's right. That makes it nice. (laughs) Maybe Elise can be an architect again. (laughs) I hope so. I mean, she has all that architect training and she learned how to use that computer thing once. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm sure, you know, she remembers how to use it. She was so good at getting paper out of it. (laughs) Paper dispenser machine. (laughs) Well, I've decided I'm going to hold on to my moral until the end of episode two. I'm going to cliffhanger it. I like it. This is a cliffhanger episode and we got a cliffhanger moral, so... Perfect. You're going to have to tune in next time, folks, to hear what we have to say about that. (laughs) So, and I think that's going to do it for this episode because we got to leave you guys in suspense. (laughs) I love it. We'll leave everyone in suspense. (laughs) This is good. Part two. Yes. Part two coming up next week. Oh, yeah. So thank you, Keith, once again for recording with me. It's my pleasure as always. And thank you, dear listeners. We appreciate you guys joining us. Once again, if you would like to get a hold of us, please write into us at alexpkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com or you can send us a message on Facebook. Alex P. Keaton is my friend. Should be easy to find. Or you can even review us on any of the podcast platforms and someday we'll find them. Yes, that would be awesome. I'll try to check more frequently. And if you gave us the two star, maybe consider changing it. Or write to us and tell us why you gave us two stars, because we want to know. And if it was John's fault, then we're going to understand 100%. <laughs> Maybe it was John that gave it to us. Oh, I would he kick heard him you, so hard. He heard you talking about us and was like, or talking about him, and he's like, oh, I'm giving those guys two stars. <laughs> Before I became the co host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's probably what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're right. Well, we'll find out if there's any new reviews. Next week, um, that's going to be a cliffhanger as well. Oh, nice. Lots of them. So many cliffhangers. So please come back and join us again next week for another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. What would we do?